Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. moms welcome to episode 17 and we are still in season two of mama how long are we gonna be here for through the end of the year god willing (gasps) the end of the year you mean there is an actual end to 2020 (laughs) and you know we're gonna bring it home right Yes, yes we are yes it's gonna be great i'm excited about it and we're all gonna pray that 2021 has a a new A new aura about it. Well, yes, we're going to have a new aura, also called season. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, but I'm loving this mama thing, and I'm excited about who we're going to talk about today. And so remember, if you're just kind of jumping in with us in this season, you're like, what are you doing? What are you talking about, mama? Y'all talk about like we all mamas. What we doing? Um, My dad holding hands and we're singing kumbaya. My dad, I told him we were doing this mama because I had my mama sweatshirt on, and I said we're doing our our season is about mama. And he said, "Was that an acronym for something?" I'm like, "No, dog, it's mama." Well, thanks for the suggestion. Maybe we'll come up with something. My brain is going. Okay, we'll have something for you next time, people. Uh, M-A-M-A, I know how you got that way. You ugly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that? Did you just call <laughs> us ugly? Yes, she did. Oh, D-A-D-D-Y. Listen, today might not be my best hair day, but I have some. Okay? You don't know these? When you were born, your daddy cried. You ugly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. I have heard the ugly cheer, but none of these that you're sharing with me today. I thought it was U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly. Yeah. But then you double down on it when you go after their mama and their daddy. Listen, I was thinking about that the other day. All those your mama jokes. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe we should do like some your mama jokes on one of our podcasts. <gasps> Let's do it. Let's do it. Somebody make a note. Will it, which one of us will it be? You're... Okay, but see, I got to like look these up on the Google because <laughs> I don't even know if I remember all of them. I just know it's supposed to be funny. Dude, there are some good your mom. A lot of them are offensive. We'll have to do some <laughs> editing to figure out what we can share. But we love mama and we are taking moms from the Bible and we're doing a little transport and we're dropping them here. going to say transplant. Modern day time. <laughs> and we are seeing we're what We're Star Trekking like. them to 2020. Yes. Star Trekking them. Because it's not Back to the Future. No, Star Trek, they had the little, you know, you'd disappear and you'd reappear somewhere mm. else. I think it's Star Trek. Transport. Is that what it is? I think it was a transport, yes. Okay. Yes. So that's what we're doing to these moms. And the poor things are waking up in 2020. They're like, excuse mm, me? Take me back to the Rude. Bible. Yes. Mm-hmm. So today, I have for you a double doozy. What in the world? Double Two for nothing. moms that were truly sister wives. Like, not sister wives. Oh, that's cute. We marry the same man and we're into polygamy. Oh, is that cute ever? Uh, no. And who says that? I'm sorry. <laughs> is there a show? <laughs> yes, there is a show. And I think it's called Sister Wives. Okay. So. But these women are legitimately, biologically sisters. Yes. And they are wives to the same man. So, yes, they are the true definition. And you can only imagine the insanity and jealousy that ensued between them. For sure. And their names are Leah and Rachel. And listen, 
I know some people named Leah and Rachel and some sisters named sisters Leah, named Leah and, and Rachel. Rachel. I don't want to be like, y'all read that story? No, listen, shout out because they both are engaged. Yes. And marrying the love of their lives. And they're both precious. Year in 2021. Yes, yes. We love you. You're the bomb. Yes, we know some mamas from our church. Well, some uh, young women. <laughs> College young. age adults. They're not moms yet. No. Um, but they. We will pray for the Lord to bless your wombs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Very biblical of you, Rebecca. <laughs> So that's who we're referring to. That's what to. we prayed for Lee and Rachel in the Bible, right? Yes. Yes. So it's, it's part of the this story. Wildest story. Like this whole family is wilding and out. This is like from the beginning of the Bible. This is Genesis 28. Like this is after, right after Abraham. I mean, this whole story. If you go read, like, I think I want to say their, their family drama starts in like Genesis 20 or so. Um, because Abraham and Sarah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Isaac and Rebecca, that whole situation. Listen, was Rebecca wild. was fabulous in the Bible. Mm, Rebecca she was, was fabulous. Because she's smart. That girl was menacing. Okay. <laughs> I got the smarts. Yes, I do. <laughs> But you remember, she's got drama because she has two boys. But, okay, because I went back and read about it. This is kind of a derail. Mm-hmm. We can handle it. Um, you know, she had two boys, Jacob and Esau. And Esau, they were twins, but Esau yes. came out first. Yes. And so technically he would have had the birthright. But did you know that she had had a vision from God that said that the younger son would be the one to take the birthright and everything? Okay, listen, because I just saw this on the Google again. When I was looking up some mamas, and I totally read something that said that. And in my mind, I was like, okay, I don't remember that part of the story. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go back and look for it. Because that's what it said, that she had felt like she had gotten this calling from the Lord that she said, did. this is how it's supposed to be. So she was actually being obedient. There was a vision, so she was obedient. Because otherwise, if you just read the story, just her little story of like how she deceives um, Isaac so that Jacob gets the birthright, you're like, side-eyed lady, this feels wrong. You're like giving throwing major shade to your one kid. Listen, I feel like some of mamas out there are like, yeah, girl, get it. <laughs> All of us that like share a name with a biblical mom, we have to hold them up. Like our parents somehow used the Bible base for us and we're like, look, Defend I need them. her to be special. Yeah. Because I'm her. Defend him to the so, end. Yeah. But then I, Rebecca, named my first son Jacob. Yes. Isn't, didn't she? Yeah. That, her son that's is the kid Jacob. that she loved the most, right? That's the kid she loved the most. So here I am. I'm just living out the Bible in the modern day. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's no problem that she was like not good to her other kid. That's, that's well, not a problem. I didn't have an Esau. So look, I'm okay. I'm well, in the clear. Good. It's good you didn't name I didn't the have twins. Yeah. I didn't have an Esau. I'm in the clear. Okay. So we're talking about all that because Rebecca is... Jacob's mom. And we're about to tell this story. Jacob is the dude who's going to struggle between these two wives. Okay. Yes. yes. So here's the story. So we've got Jacob. He's the son of Rebecca and Isaac. And um, Rebecca sends Jacob to her brother Laban. Laban. I've always said, I think Laban. Laban. I've always said Laban. Yeah. Because it's L-A-B-A-N. Yes. Well, I looked it up. It's Laban. We're going to really try and say Laban. Oh, I'm going to screw that up at some point. <laughs> For sure. Maybe I just won't say it. I'm just not going to say his name. L. L. Okay, so Rebecca, something happens with her. She gets turned about. She doesn't want Jacob to marry one of the women from, like, around where they are. She wants yes, him. Yes, we have high standards okay. for our sons. Okay, so she's going to send him back to uh, where her brother lives, Rebecca's brother, which would have been Jacob's uncle, and go marry one of his cousins because that's what they did. Oh, see? I'm not really down with that. Okay. okay. You still defended your I'm girl? Out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. So she's going to send Jacob to Laban, 
um, because she's gonna she wants him to find a wife. Okay, from that area. So he saddles up or whatever he does. He actually has a cool I was experience. About to sing. I was about to sing, but I didn't. I held it in. One nope, day. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he goes. He has a cool experience with God on the way. And then he gets to this area where he's going, and he runs into these shepherds that are out there. For some reason, the Bible stops down, and there's this whole conversation he has with these shepherds about they were going to get feed their or water their sheep from this well. There's huge stones. They wait till all the sheep come because it's a lot of work to move the stone. I don't know, but it's like this whole, the Bible stops down and there's like 10 verses about these sheep and the stone at this well. Okay. So there's something important here. Well, because it's kind of funny it? about okay. what's happening. Okay. So, so Jacob says to these homies with their sheep, uh, he says, Hey, do you know Laban? And they're like, yeah, actually we do. And here comes his daughter, Rachel. Okay, this is the point in the movie where it would go into slow motion and like there's glistening hair flowing, you know, and she's a shepherdess. And so she's walking toward him through this field with these sheep. With a white flowy tunic. Yes, white flowy tunic. And Jacob, you hear the music go. Slowly putting her fingers over the wheat wheat. as she walks. (laughs) And the music's like, oh, you know, and you're like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm about to get lit, you know, things are happening Have here. Have we ever thought that maybe Jacob's, like, been in the desert for, like, 40 years <laughs> on the way to meet a her? mirage. And he's like, dude, it's, like, the first woman I've seen in a long time, so of course she's looking good. So she comes toward the well, and Jacob, in this Herculean moment, you know, he's trying to show off his masculinity. He takes that stone, and he rolls it away from the well all Just by like himself. That. Yes. And he waters all the sheep. And then it says, this Sounds is where awkward. it gets waters a little weird. It gets a little weird. Because then he kisses her. and What? This is, let me tell you. This is what the Bible says. He kisses her and weeps aloud. These are the words. Can you imagine you meet this guy? I feel like it's an episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> right? Don't they cry on that show? <laughs> I think they might be like maybe we just reenacting this right here. It's like it's like her getting out of the limo scene, you know, where she <laughs> so she's got these sheep and she sees him and he sees her and he kisses her and he weeps aloud. This is what the Bible says. Awkward. I'm telling you, it's been 40 years before he's seen a woman and he's like crying because he's, he's like, dog. Lord, I've been saved. Okay. So she, he tells her, he said, hey, I'm your kinsman, which for the rest of us, we'd be like, okay, well, that means we're not getting together. But, AKA cousin. Right. Back in the day, <laughs> that was a good thing. And so she runs off to tell her dad, and Jacob goes to Laban. So they meet the dad, which is Jacob's uncle, and he embraces him and welcomes him. And, and Jacob says, I want to marry Rachel, um, but he doesn't have any money to give in order to... Uh, because he throw, spent it all in the desert. Go back to the patriarchy. But he, he doesn't have any money to give. So Laban says, you need to work for me for seven years, and Which then you can marry like Rachel. a long time. A long Who's time. Who's agreeing to that? But the Bible says the sweetest thing because it says that he does it happily because the time flew by for him. It was like just, a, it felt like a few days to him because he was so excited Look, to marry people Rachel. people have been saying about that about 2020 since March. <laughs> it's not flying by. Okay. Does not feel like a few days. I don't even know. Okay, so here's where the story starts to get a little crunk. So he has they have this wedding feast and everything. He goes into the marriage tent. Stop it. Stop it. And then it's dark. Uh, it's dark. They there's, don't have lamps. There's probably been drinking. No candles. Alcohol. Okay. So maybe all of our faculties are not there to kind of tell who we're with in the tent. How do you not know? How do you not know? Especially if you've been like wanting this woman for seven years. Okay, yes. but Laban 
does a little trick. And he sends, instead of Rachel into the tent, he sends his first daughter, Leah. Do you think he tied Rachel up somewhere? Because wouldn't you be like, I think don't let my sister her, go in. I think he locked her in a closet. He had to have. He had to have. Okay, so he sends Leah into the tent. Okay, and so Leah and Jacob consummate the marriage. And he wakes up the next morning and Jacob is ticked off. He's that so mad. That is not a good moment to start your marriage. Well, and you know, Leah had to have been complicit in this, right? Leah had to have well, known yes. what her dad was doing. Yes. But she goes along with it. Yes. So we've got this like bad sitch, right? Where like you have this You moment. have used so many abbreviated words <laughs> in the last two minutes. Of this podcast. I mean, we just need to have a trophy right here. Okay? Y'all check the show notes. I sure am going to list oh. them all. All right. Keep moving. So Sitch. you just think about how bad this is starting off. Like, it's you think at, at the beginning it's like this magical moment between Rachel and Jacob. And then now all of a sudden we have this really bad turn, Can you imagine right? when he rolls over? <laughs> like, I just, somebody hug her. Hug her. I can't. He's like, no, 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 no. Well, and it, when it describes them in the Bible, all it tells us, it says that Rachel, it, te- it tells us that she was beautiful. And about Leah, it just says that she has weak eyes. Listen, okay. I just think it means that she needed contacts. <laughs> and they didn't have those back then. She was nearsighted or something. So uh-huh. she was, you know, yeah, thinking that the goats were sheep and the uh-huh. sheep were goats. And, <laughs> you know, she's just struggling a little bit. So Jacob goes to Laban. He's like, yo, my man, you did me wrong. And Laban's like, okay, well... I had to marry off the first daughter first. And Jacob somehow is like, okay. So he says, you work for me for seven more years and you can have Rachel too. It's just crazy. Who even (laughs) agrees to that? What? Another, did it fly by again? Is it like 2021? (laughs) It's going to fly by for us? I'm sure it didn't. Now we're talking about 14 years. Crazy. What was he, like 12 when we started? I don't know. I don't know. I told you he was 40 because he'd been in the desert so (laughs) long. You're just throwing out a lot of numbers. Okay, so so then he marries Rachel, which we all feel like this is going to be a great situation, right? No. no. The Bible actually says, it says that he loved Rachel more than Leah. And there's a point where it says that Leah was hated. And it doesn't say exactly by who, but you imagine that she's probably hated by both, oh, Rachel and Jacob. I just, she's coming to my dinner party and she's sitting right next to me and I'm holding her hand the whole time. Okay, I'm like, but I'm so sorry. Rebecca, she is also complicit in this. Because she went along with this scheme by her dad. Listen, she wanted to get married too. I know, but everybody's making bad choices. And now it's going to get worse. Except for Rachel, she got locked in the closet. Oh, wait, but then she hated her. Okay, we're all making bad choices. Yeah. So now these ladies are going to start a baby and love competition. All right. Who can give this man the most babies the fastest? Yeah. Did they talk about it ahead of time? No, but that's then what happens in the next whole part of scripture. It's like, she gives him a baby, she gives him a baby, she gives him a baby, she gives Okay, so God opens Leah's womb. It, it almost says that God feels pity for Leah. Yes. And he opens her womb. And she gives Jacob four boys. Like, bam, Get it. bam, 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 Get it. bam. Okay. Yes. Well, Rachel can't have any. That's right. She was barren. So Rachel gets really irritated about that. So she hooks Jacob up with her servant. And she says, y'all get it. <laughs> I, I do to, not think she actually said that. <laughs> I need you to be able to. Um, the unfortunately, if you read this story, it's so uncomfortable so many times because it every time it says went into, he went into her, he went into her, he went into her, <laughs> and you're like, all right. 
Can we use like a substitute word? What in the world is happening here in the Bible stories? They watermelon. They watermelon. Like I need a substitute word. Why would you choose watermelon? <laughs> Flamingo. Just something besides went into. It makes me, it gives me the oogies every time. I'm like, oh my gosh. Because he's going into a lot of different women in this story. Listen, when we get to heaven, we can ask Jesus, okay, what happened? Like, where did this come from? So Rachel gives her servant to Jacob, and he, she says, hook it up. So they do. And the and Lord opens her womb? The servant. And, and she, she has all the boys. She has two two sons. Okay. So Leah sees this happening, and she's like, oh, she's not getting ahead of me. So Leah hooks Jacob up with her servant. And that servant gives Jacob two more sons. Later, Rachel ends up, God opens her womb, and she has Joseph, and then she dies having Benjamin, and Leah gives him two more sons. So the total count, Leah ends up giving him nine children. Nine. Two from a servant, Uh but seven out of her own womb. Oh, my goodness. And one is a daughter, Dinah. Ooh, come on. Rachel gives him four total Two from the servant, two from her own womb. So eight boys plus four boys equals 12 boys. Yes, because something's going to happen, but you ha- you can't tell what happens between these two. But there's 12 total boys. 12, okay. 13 children total. Is that a basketball team? Well, it's a, it's a lot of kids. And we're going to talk about what happens with all of those 12 kids. I mean, technically 13, but the poor girl. So we'll, we'll talk about that in the next episode because this is going to be a twofer. We got a double doozy women. We're going to do a double doozy double down on these women in the next episode. Okay. So now we have to bring them into modern context. Oh, Are I'm you scared. excited? <laughs> You're scared. I'm scared. I don't even know how you do this. I don't even know how. I mean, besides The Bachelor, I feel like that's, you know, there we are. But okay, you're going to actually just, give them a name? We're going to see what you think. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. see what you think. So these two women, I think that if I were going to pick TV moms for them, oh gosh, <laughs> I would make them Rachel and Monica from Friends. <laughs> Are they sharing Chandler or Ross or Joey? Which one is Jacob? Tell me. Okay, but really- listen. That's actually pretty funny. Okay, like I'm, I kind of am a fan of this. You yes. Good. Okay, here's why. Because that's a secular show that's got some sketchy stuff. Well, they're hooking up all over right the place, up. right? You're yes. going in, you're going in. Okay. But stop it. We're not saying that word again, remember? <laughs> flamingo watermelon. Okay, flamingo okay. watermelon. So, Rachel, okay, it, so it's not like Monica isn't pretty, right? She's right. beautiful, too. Beautiful. But for some reason, everybody was so enamored yes, with Rachel. they wanted her right? haircut. Yes. With Jennifer Aniston, everybody was just so enamored with her, yes. right? And, and it felt like Monica just got put on the back burner. She, right? Yes. So I feel like that, in that sense, the Rachel and Leah. For sure. For sure. And the other point of that is um, Leah is like Monica. I don't know if you remember, but Monica was so competitive. She always wanted to win. Yes. And I feel like Leah is like that. Because Truth. she wants to win. True. You know? Yes. And Rachel wants to be loved and, you know, I just feel like yes. so much of their characters represent those I two women. I think this is good. I really do. I'm in. Okay, so I see Rachel and Leah being like um, Monica and Rachel and, you know, they kind of like live together. So you could almost put them across the hall in the okay. apartment building yes. from one All another. Right. All right. So I think these two women live in New York, in Manhattan. Okay. And they live across the hall from each other. Okay. All right. And Jacob just goes back and forth. And it, Jacob just goes back and forth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. Flamingo watermelon. Flamingo watermelon. <laughs> okay. 
y'all. I can't stop her now. I just can't. Okay. Okay. Because they live in the big city, I'm saying instead of minivan or suburban that they're going to take a train or a taxi. Oh, yeah. Subway. Yeah. Yes. Um, the type of mom they are. I would say that Leah is the competitive mom. Yes. And that Rachel is the spoiler mom. Ooh. She gives them everything they everything want. Everything they want. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Get, prepare yourself. Oh, gosh. Their most often worn article of clothing is lingerie. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're both trying to hook it up. They are, right? though. That's what it says. They were yes. trying to give them the kids. Yes. Yeah. Bless them. Okay. Shoes or no shoes in the house. So I see Leah as being more like Monica where everything's very neat. Oh, clean, tidy, organized. So she's no shoes. Yes. Okay. Don't be messing up my freshly mopped floor. Right. If you clean my house, but everything's back exactly yes. like you. Yes. Rachel, she's shoes. She's yes. much more laid Whatever back. Whatever you want. Yeah. Wear one of each. I don't even care. Okay. Go to dinner. Leah, I'm going to say pizza. She has all those boys. She's a... New York is New York pizza's famous the best. for pizza. Yes. So she just brings in a bunch of pizza. That's her go-to dinner. Okay. Rachel, we're going to find out. Rachel is very into um, organic things. She's going to eat the organic type foods that will cause her the most fertility. So I'm thinking that Rachel eats a very organic, refined, clean diet. Do you know the specific organic that produces the most children? Uh, well, I don't know if it's real, but I'm going to tell you what she goes to here in a minute. All right. Okay. Beecher Mountains. I just think wherever the other one isn't, that's where they go. Yes. If Leah's going to the beach, Rachel says, I'm uh, going to the right. mountains. That's right. Right? Yes. Or vice versa. Um, mom baggage, what they're bringing into motherhood. Leah wants to be wanted. Yes. Right? And it's not. Rachel is discontent. She's bringing in that to her mom baggage. Um, most important thing to both of these moms, I think for both of them, it's recognition. They want to make sure that their kids are recognized by which, their father. Which as a mama, you're like, well, yeah, of course yeah. you do. Yeah, you want them to be seen. So, what do you think? I just feel like it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Two at one time. I'm just, I'm really, I'm struggling going back and forth. I've got two apartments. I've got some organic things. <laughs> and all the while, I've got these visualizations of Monica and what was the other one saying? Rachel. Rachel. And then Phoebe every once in a while, like, drops in. I'm like, where's Phoebe in all this? Phoebe can be Dinah. She can oh, be the daughter. Oh, she's the daughter. Yeah. Yes. We'll make Phoebe die. Yeah. Oh my I mean, gosh. no, it's a, it's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. I mean, can you imagine sharing the same husband and then one of you wants so badly to be loved by him and the other one wants so badly to give him children that you can't, I mean, what the, what the one has, the other one wants, what yes. the other one has, the other one wants, yes. right? And Which then we see our kids do You got Grandpa time. Laban, Laban. <laughs> started this whole thing he what were you thinking oh and he keeps making bad choices if you keep reading this he is very deceitful and he's yeah he's a mess too so they're just in a whole yes a mess yes yeah and you got you got these extra women then that are the, the servants, servants that we're doing flamingo watermelon with all over the place you know so it's just it's just a mess. Listen, bless their hearts too. They were just the whatever. Yes, yeah. whatever their person told them to do, they had to do. Yeah, and they have names. I should probably one of them Zilpa. I think. Oh, Zilpa. Yeah, I don't remember the other one's name. Kind of sounds like. Don't in New York is that Italian? Zilpa. I think that's Greek. Oh, that's don't they like have Greeks Greek? in New York too? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. They're all there. Great. Breaking dishes. 
So <laughs> here's here's where I want to come down on this, and I think it's super obvious about what the problem is here in this story. We've all heard the phrase, comparison is the thief of joy. Preach. Right? Yes. And that is so true for both of these moms. When Rachel can't get pregnant, I didn't tell you about this part yet, so I'm going to get into a couple of little details here. As as you see them have their joy stolen because they're comparing, okay? When Rachel can't get pregnant in the beginning of the story, she yells at her husband Jacob and she says, give me children or I shall die. Drama. <laughs> Drama queen. <laughs> Which I think sounds like Rachel. You know, yes. this is real. Um, Rachel from Friends. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, am I in the place of God who has withheld from you the fruit <gasps> of the womb? How dare you? Right? Yes. So can you imagine the friction that it caused between her and her husband? Yes. When she, she says, give me children or I shall die. And you then know? he says, well, I ain't playing God, so it's not my fault. <laughs> yes. How sure dare did. you put this on me? You know, he's closed your womb. Like, Who's the marriage counselor? Do we have one of them in this story? Mm, the sheep. All right. So then, so not only, you know, does Leah, does Rachel struggle? Okay. Here is the crazy thing with Leah and Rachel and the organic. All right. So Leah made a deal with Rachel for mandrakes so she could get Jacob for the night. Basically, we find out that Jacob lived with Rachel most of the time. Okay. So Leah would just occasionally get him for the flamingo watermelon. All okay. right. And so this is what it says in the scripture. It says, in the days of wheat harvest, Reuben, who was one of Leah's kids, okay. her boy, went out and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother, Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But she said to her, is it a small matter to you that you have taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Rachel said, then he may lie with you tonight in exchange for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came from the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, <coughs> breathe, breathe through it, breathe through it. I, you must come into me for I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. She says hired. So he lay with her that night and God listened to Leah and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. Okay, so these mandrakes. Yeah, what is the mandrake? Supposedly, they were some kind of plant that were believed to have like um, fertility. They 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 cause sexual arousal. Okay, and they were supposed to make you fertile. Okay, and so her son, Leah's son, found these mandrakes, and Rachel's like, "Ooh, I want those!" Right, and so they make this exchange, and Leah said, "You can have the mandrakes if I can have Jacob for the night." Oh my goodness! Yes, isn't that wild? It's. Like, can you even believe it's in the Bible? It's no, crazy. This is the craziest story. And you just think of how many years these women spent in like this bitterness and jealousy and striving and, you know, trying to put the other one down. It almost makes you feel bad for the kids because I'm like, I feel like they're being used as pawns as well. Oh, for sure. So they're not even taking joy in what they thought they wanted, which was all these kids to give Jacob. But they're not even taking joy in them because they're so busy trying to plan for the next. Agree. And it seems like it'll never be enough, right? No matter how many you have, you just keep wanting more kids. And can any of us imagine having nine children? Oh, bless us. Come on. So all the manipulation and competition must have been exhausting. I can't imagine spending my days like that, wanting what you can't have constantly. Leah wanted Jacob's love because Rachel had it, and Rachel wanted to bear Jacob's children because Leah had those. And we know what that's like. We struggle with wanting what someone else has. Um, they were mad at each other and mad at Jacob, but the truth is that these things were always up to God, 
right? Yes. And even if you go back and read this story, the scriptures in the story made it very clear that God was the one who allowed babies to be conceived. He was the one that opened or closed the womb. That's right. And we know that when we look to the Bible that it says that children are a gift from God, right? Yes. He is in control of babies. And so their struggle came from looking outward at what others had, inward at what they didn't have, instead of upward to see all that God had for them, right? I just, man, it, it breaks your heart. Like, in the middle of the story, you're like, this is crazy. People just, like, getting it all wrong. But then it, at the end, I feel so bad for them. It's almost like they missed all these opportunities for, like, wow, look at this. God has blessed us, taking care of us. They just missed it all because they were so busy hunting for the next thing. Yes. And don't we see that all the time? Yes. I mean, I know I struggle with it. Yes. Um, I think we see it among other moms. Yes. Who are competitive among each other. You know, well, she's got this or mm-hmm. her kids are doing mm-hmm. this or yes. they got on this team or, you know. With stuff, houses, cars, clothes, successful jobs, vacations, you yeah. know, you almost miss enjoying the, like, if you do go on vacation, you miss enjoying it because you're thinking, well, it's not like so-and-so's or is this a good enough picture to post on social media so that people will think it was great? Yeah. Like, we're just missing all these beautiful moments in place of trying to get what you were talking about, like approval and recognition. Agree. And then now we live in the society of influencers, right? You know, particularly our Instagram influencers. And, you know, you watch their stories in a day and and they, even if they show you some of the the kind of more bad stuff, still, it's like for the most part, 99.9% of their life looks glorious. Yes. And their preset filters and their, you know, yes. everything looks great. What they're showing you looks great. And maybe they filmed a total of 10 minutes of their life through that day. And so that's what you see. Right. And so we see that and we think, well, she's got this. I've got to have this. You know, her house always looks like this. I've got to have my house like this. She's doing this with her kids. I've got to do that. Right. Yes. And so you constantly feel like you can't measure up. Um, And I think especially right now, if you're listening to this episode contemporaneously. I'm sorry. What was that? I feel like that's what I'm going for. Contemporary. Yeah, if you're listening to it contemporary, if this is a contemporary episode for you, I don't know. We like are, you're listening to it today? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> you just want to simplify Let's just that. say today. But they don't know what today is. Today. So, it, you know, we just passed Halloween, so now we're heading into the holiday season. Oh, it's about to get bad. And I think this is the oh. time when comparison and competition just really go into full effect, don't you think? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, already I'm like thinking about like gifts and people and what what would they be impressed with and yeah. all that kind of stuff. You're so right. And I see people putting up their Christmas trees and I'm like, man, I've had this Christmas tree for five years. It's probably time for a new one, yes, you know? Yes, And we start spending money that we don't have or that could be used better because we want to be able to take the good picture. Yes. We want to be able to, you know, keep up and look like we have what everybody else has. And listen, I think sometimes as moms, we almost like deceive ourselves. Like, I am not that mom. Like, I don't do that. Yeah. But... I think we do because I think it's innate within us that we desire to be loved and appreciated and respected and we want people to look at us and think, wow, that's so great. I just, I think when you say I'm not the type of person, you're almost lying to yourself because I just think that deep down inside of us, just like with Leah and Rachel, I mean, bless their hearts. Their dad is the one that set this whole thing up. Yep. They ended up being put in a horrible situation yeah. and had to endure so much. We don't know. Like, we really only have 10 minutes of their life, too, on the pages of the Bible. For sure. We don't yeah. know what happened in the exactly. other in-between moments. Yeah. 
And so, but they deep within them wanted the same things to be loved, to be appreciated, to feel like they had done something good by producing these boys. And that's the same thing with us as moms. We want to do good, but sometimes we get caught up in the race. Yes. And if we are looking for that recognition, either outside of ourselves or inside of ourselves for our own like personal contentment, we are going to be frustrated. Yes. yes. It is only when we look upward and we look to God to satisfy all of those parts of us that we will ever be content. That's right. Otherwise we will live in the con- con- competition and comparison trap forever. We, uh, at church this weekend, we had this wonderful sermon on, on giving yeah. and why we have the gifts that we give back to the Lord. Uh-huh. And man, there were so many times that I was like, I want to be able to give to the Lord. I want to be able to give to other people. And too many times I selfishly take that for myself mm. and I spend it on my own desires and my own wants because I somehow think it's going to make me feel better. Right. And in the end it doesn't because it doesn't satisfy. And then I'm looking for the next thing. Yeah. But when I give back to God and I give to others, the joy it brings it is does. priceless. Yes, and it lasts. Um, I thinking about going into the holiday season and gift giving and and all the things that you know. As we see all these advertisements and the sponsored ads come up in our feeds and everything, we will feel that desire to start. We wanting right. Yes. Um, but I had a few verses I wanted to share. One is James one seventeen that says, "Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows." Amen. The first line to this I didn't read is it says, "Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters." Every good and perfect gift is from above, right? Right. right. Because we are so often deceived, yes, thinking that the good things are found here on earth. That's right, right? Yes, I can think back to, um, you know, the pair of blue jeans I wanted so badly in middle school. Yes. You know, they were purple. I would never wear them today. <laughs> They were so cool back then. I had to have them, you know, but they changed like shifting shadows, the yes. things on this earth. Yes. Right. Um, I can think about, you know, the car that I wanted so badly that today I'd be like, oh gosh, I don't want to drive that. You know, girl, don't be lying. You want you a suburban? <laughs> um, my little Mazda, you know, today I'd be like, oh gosh. Listen, I'm feeling like I need an air fryer because I feel like everybody's got an air fryer right now and it's like the greatest thing ever. That's what they all say. It is like, say. if you don't have an air fryer, what what are you doing with what your life? What are you life? doing with your life? You I'm only Instapotting. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> or even, you know, the boy that maybe you had a crush on that you could not even imagine being married to now, you know? Yes. But these things that in parts of our lives we think we just have to have. Yes. But it was something that only the earth could give us. That's right. It wasn't something from God. That's right. You know, he is the one who gives the actually really good, perfect gifts that don't change with the trends. That's right. They last. Uh, the other scripture I wanted to share with you is Philippians 419 that says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. I want that, man. That's what I want. I want that. Yep. That's not the bargain bin at Ross, Mm-mm. you know, dollar spot at Target. It's not. It's the riches from Christ Jesus. Yes. You know, the king of the whole world wants to bless us. And so that's who I need to be looking to for satisfaction and contentment and not <clears throat> comparison, comparing myself with other moms and, you know, what they have. That's right. And not trying to compete to be the best. This is such a good reminder. I, I'm so glad we're doing this right now, kind of at the beginning. You know, it's always like, I don't know about y'all, but after Halloween, you feel like the whole world changes, which, yeah. bless our hearts, we've changed since March. So we're, you know, kind of in a crazy time. Yeah. But all the stores flip over. It's immediately Christmas crazy. Right. Right now, it's 
even more crazy because they're doing all these deals like now instead of waiting for December. And so it does feel like this race, this desire, this need is like starting even earlier. So I'm so glad for this reminder to remind myself, listen, my one thing, God is the giver of good gifts. And for me to try to compare my life with someone else is meaning that I'm trying to control my happiness Mm. and I can't do it. I can try and it may seem really great for a while, but it's going to fade. Yeah. But if I want that true joy, then I'm going to look what you said upward to God. Yes. We can slow down the race to Christmas. We can slow down the race through the holidays. We can just soak it in and remember that we serve the God who gives good gifts and that the things that we will remember from these holidays will be the time that we shared with yes, people, yes. the meal that we sat around, the game that we played, yes. you know, those moments in the backyard. I mean, that's what's going to stand out to us. That's right. You know? That's what our kids are going to remember too. They're going to remember the time that they had with us, not yes. the time of the toy that, you know, honestly by January 15th is like lost in the house. Exactly. And those are the good gifts. Those are the good gifts that come from the heavenly father. Those moments, those beautiful moments of community and thankfulness and fellowship. That's those come from God. Yes, they do. And those are what last. That's right. And those are what don't change like the shifting shadows. And so just kind of, as I'm preparing my Christmas, am I spending more time looking to things that will, will only last as treasures on this earth? Or am I spending more time storing up treasures in heaven where we're having intentional quality time with my family? That's great. I think that's so good. And I think it's a great reminder, especially right now, um, all of us as mamas, you know, we don't want to get caught up in that. I don't want to compare. I want to just be content. That's right. You know, Leah and Rachel, can you imagine how different their lives could have been yes. if they could have experienced contentment yes. instead of living in competition their whole lives? That's and right. it's a, it's a, um, story for us to look at and say, okay, that's not how I want to do it. That's right. Right. I mean, for sure. <laughs> Faux show. No watermelon flamingos. Bless you, Genesis yeah. chapter 24, whatever. I mean, let's not. You can keep your mandrakes. You can keep your mandrakes. <laughs> y'all, if y'all see those at Kroger, don't get them. Leave them on the shelf. Okay. Okay, moms, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you know that we just love that you're here. Hey, don't forget, if you love the podcast, would you please take a moment and leave us a review? Every time you leave a review, it helps another mom to be able to see the Gather Moms podcast and become a part of this community. Okay, we want you to have a great day, week, month, year, wherever you listen to this from, contemporarily, uh-huh. whatever that word sure. was. Uh-huh. And hey, make sure to tune in next time for the next episode of Mama. Bye, moms.